0: Hey listeners, welcome to Crafty, the show about amazing people and their craft. On today's show, we are talking with Eric Butler. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Crafty. Greetings, everyone. My name is Nick Dole of Legendary Voice Prince and the Crafty Podcast. I'm here with Eric Butler of the, what is it, Mom Pans Band? Mom Jeans? Mom.
1: Mom Jeans, yeah. Oh my
0: goodness. Oh, so all right first off where did you get the name mom jeans it's a it's an unusual name but a great one
1: um honestly we just thought it'd be kind of funny austin and i uh austin's the drummer for mom jeans he and i like started the band um back when we met like our first year of uh university and i don't know we just like thought it'd be kind of a funny name um we just wanted to be in a band and we figured that if our name was like something kind of silly or funny people wouldn't really like take us too seriously like i hate like weird like dramatic like band names that like people probably thought sounded super epic like at the time like thought it sounded really cool and then you're like that's not a very cool nickname for a band like i don't think it really is like reflective of anything at all and i guess kind of like not taking ourselves too seriously is kind of the vibe behind the music and so i think it kind of sets people up well for being like oh geez okay this band's gonna be a little bit goofy because we, we are a little bit goofy.
0: Yeah, that's, yeah, cool. So, um, is there, um, any sort of goofy bands that you drew inspiration from or anything like that?
1: Um, I mean, like, I feel like most good bands, like, are pretty goofy and don't, like, take themselves too seriously. I feel like it's hard to, like, think of any, like, in particular, um, Just like, I guess bands that we grew up like watching, like seeing locally, like there's this band called Just Friends, Um, like that's from local, uh, I grew up with them and like went to high school with them and just like all the sets and everything that they do, like with their band is just like super honest and like jokey and just like the focus is just having fun. And I really like that fun being at the forefront of like the band and just like us having fun and other people hopefully having fun too. Um, that's kind of like where that came from it's just like all the people that i grew up playing shows with
0: yeah so um does music run in your family at all uh no not at all not in my family whatsoever no uh neither of
1: my parents are musicians at all like my dad's like a computer geek and uh my mom doesn't have like really any music stuff going on nobody ever played any instruments i in my family at all i'm kind of the only one that has that i don't know about the rest of the guys i think like austin's parents are like into music and his dad like plays guitar but i don't think anybody as seriously as like we are like none of our parents or anything have like been in a band before or anything like that so certainly we're all definitely the first like generation of people doing the like instruments and like band in high school and stuff like that
0: i tried it once it didn't work but then again it had a rather serious name it was called escape the mundane Oh, really? But, you know, God forbid anybody listens listens to it and uh, finds out that they're not, in fact, escaping the mundane. That you're Kind of a letdown.
1: <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a pretty cool band name. That sounds, like, very epic. Like, I, w- I would expect the music to be very heavy.
0: I thought it was neat. And, by the way, I, I am still claiming a copyright on that. So if anybody hears this and tries to use that <laughs> name, it's already taken. We will get All it right. fired up again one day. <laughs> <laughs> that's so, sick. Yeah, dude. So, um where do you guys um uh plan on going with the band like do you guys uh want to be on a billboard chart or or uh be great without being mainstream or are you trying to get there i'm not sure what the goal is i mean i don't know if i mean for us like
1: the goal like first and foremost is just to like write music that we like and i think at least when we started the band we didn't have any real like i guess aspirations of being like big or like achieving like I guess what you would call mainstream success in any form like it was very much like a cathartic therapeutic thing we're just like we just wanted to be in a band like all of us had done like music and like band and stuff in high school and when we got to college I feel like that kind of like we weren't in like the concert band or like marching band at school or anything and like that little piece of like music missing was really the band like music's just important to all of us and it's just a big part of our life it's just like what we feel that like we're good at and we just wanted to be in a band because we wanted to be in a band. And as long as we get to keep doing that, like I'm, I'm stoked. Like whether there's 30 people at the shows or whether there's 300 people at the shows or whether we're releasing records that a ton of people are listening to, or nobody's listening to, as long as we're happy with the music and as long as it's still fun for us to like play together and to make music together and write music together, that's all I can really ask for. So the fact that we get to kind of do this like as a job a little bit and like tour and make that like sort of our career going forward like the idea of that is crazy to me and it's awesome and it's super uh exciting and like really hopeful that we can you know keep doing this and keep doing it at a high level so that people keep liking our band and keep wanting to support us um but as long as we get to keep playing shows and tour and make records like i'm i'm super happy and we're all like smitten with how things are going
0: so yeah um what kind of venues do you play at by the way because in the back of my mind i'm thinking about like an elks lodge that i once showed up to and it was like a punk show which was cool (laughs) as hell
1: um it it varies honestly it depends on like how many times you've played in a place before you know what the vibe is or you know what day of the week it is even just because there's so many variables that kind of affect how many people want to go to a show in general not just the bands um but, like, we when we started, we just wanted to play house shows. Like, that's all we cared about. Like, basement shows at parties, like, beer and weed going around and just, like, everything. <laughs> <just, like, laughs> and, and that that was what we did for a long time. Like, our first U.S. tours that we did were all house gigs, pretty much. They were all basements or living rooms. And it's really fun. But now, like, luckily, like, people are really supportive of our band and want to come see us. So there's a few hundred people that want to see us. So we're kind of playing, like, I guess you'd call them music clubs now. Like they're bars and like music venue with good sound and like a sound guy and stuff like that and
0: yeah, it's the embodiment of being a in a band I love it. <laughs> it's safer. What was that? I said it's the embodiment of being in a band. I love it. Yeah,
1: kind of. Um, but yeah, no. Now, now, ideally, you know, especially if like there's a ton of people that are coming and want to see the show, especially if they're paying money for the show, you want to you know hold it in a room that there's going to be enough space for everybody that's going to be comfortable that everyone's going to be able to hear everything. So now we're doing kind of bigger. Rooms like i guess between like three and 500 people
0: um on average which congratulations is, like, cool. mm-hmm. yeah because like i i follow around you know a, a couple of local bands we had a venue for the longest time called uh anchors up it got shut down <laughs> where's that at? What was that where is that it's in haverhill massachusetts where it, it used oh. to be it used to be in oh. haverhill massachusetts and then i got <laughs> shut down by that lovely town so um <laughs> yeah anybody uh anybody who's listening to this uh save anchors up um <laughs> yeah so i i used to follow around a couple of local bands there so you know i I get to see what it takes to get to that point it's it's not easy so congratulations yeah no,
1: the cool thing is most like i guess big bands that you start to hear about like you can probably bet that they've played like one of those places around you if you go back and you look and find like diy venues around you you can find like show flyers and find that there's like these bands that are huge now that you were super into, and they played like blocks away from you like five years ago or something like that because that's the stage they were at. It's
0: well, pretty yeah. cool. And these venues were like a couple hundred people, like, I mean, upwards of 500, just like what you mentioned. And these places are riots. So getting to that point is, like I said, <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. So, um, if you guys, um, how do you guys. Write your songs. What's the process? This is something I've always wanted to know because I've struggled with this my entire life, even just being my own musician.
1: Oh, um, it varies. I mean, from the song to song. I think I think the like the songwriting has definitely gotten more collaborative as the uh, as like the band has gotten. Um, but usually, it starts out either like I just like write the skeleton of the song. And then we bring it together, like I write the lyrics in the basic form, and we bring it to everybody and just piece it all together bit by bit with everybody adding what they think sounds cool. Or uh, what happens is like Austin, our drummer, he'll like write a riff on guitar because he's actually a really good guitar player. And he'll like write something that I think sounds really, really cool and we will like dumb it down so that I can play it and figure it out in a way that like I can play the riff and then I'll take that and like build the song structure from that and then again, like bring it together with everybody and we'll add in the drums and we'll add in the bass and everybody is kind of like completely in charge of like their own domain. Um, Like Austin writes all the drum parts with stuff that he's really happy with and Gabe writes his bass parts like based on that kind of like small skeleton that we begin with and it just like sort of builds out from there.
0: Yeah, that's cool cuz I, I never knew where to start. I mean, you could write lyrics down all day, but then someone's got to, you know, figure out the key signature and uh places to go within uh, you know, the riff yeah. basically.
1: Yeah, for me, I just start with guitar riffs usually. It's just cuz it's like it's at least for me like I still uh guitar is still kind of a new instrument to me. So it's like really fun to just like learn how to play things and you get it's like I don't know, it's kind of like I don't know if anybody like has ever described like skateboarding or like snowboarding or like surfing in a way where it's like you can do like the smallest little like like jump or the smallest little wave and it still feels like super awesome and it's still like really really fun and like doesn't matter if you're doing like big stuff like guitar is kind of like that for me even if it's just like a small thing that's like really really fun to play even if it's not super hard it's still really like gratifying and like finding things like that where it's just like I can't stop playing it on the guitar just because it's super fun like you take that and kind of run with it and, like, how many different ways can I make this riff, like, variations of it fit together in a song. And that's what's, like, fun for me is just kind of, like, building out from there, having that, like, starting point and then, like, moving in both directions, like, finding the beginning of the song and the end of the song.
0: Yeah, that's that's an excellent point. I mean, so there's no crazy science behind it. It's just literally going by ear, huh?
1: No, not really. And, I mean, I think, obviously, like, what you listen to, like, the bands that influence you are going to – influence what you think is normal for like a song structure or like lyrical content or like vocal register and like everything but it's really just like what you think sounds cool that's like I think the beauty and the fear in like songwriting that people have is you can literally just do whatever you want there's no rules as long as it sounds cool as long as you think it sounds cool then that's kind of the only thing that you have to figure out and I think that can be a little bit scary because like when you're writing a song there's like there's no What's there to tell me that this should be the end or this should be the beginning, which obviously with a band like helps a lot, like when you can bring things to each other and be like, "Oh, I don't really like know what to do here, like or i don't I don't know if I like this ending better or this ending better or this start or whatever, and that kind of helps, but even then, I like to kind of like have everything figured down and like sort it out just. At least because us, because we never really got a ton of time to practice. Like when we were starting as a band and like when we made our first record, like we were all in college and we were in school. So we were practicing like on weeknights and weekends and stuff like that. And it was always like, how can I make the most of this time that we have together? Like, I don't want to spend hours and hours like, oh, I don't know what I want to put here or right. there. Like, Get I would to like it. To have yeah, I always <laughs> like to have an idea like when... I bring something to the band or like when anybody in our band like brings an idea or something for, we don't, we all want to make sure that we're being valuable with everybody's time and we're utilizing it the best way that we can. So, you know, I'm just trying to, I guess like have it at a point where there's like a definitive, like start and stop for things and just kind of like have a, like, like guiders, like, you know, a little something to help you ease along and make the process a little bit easier.
0: It is fascinating though, because it's one thing to show up to work and deal with people who have a similar job to you everyone's kind of got to do the same thing everyone kind of knows what they got to do but when you got you know people who obviously have you know how many different band members do you have you know um yeah we have four four? all right so four different brains on completely Mm -hmm. different artistic levels coming together to come up with well something to be on the same page artistically like it's it's impossible and yet it it happens anyway it's (laughs) oh exactly
1: that's kind of the fun part at least like that's why i'm honestly excited for like the new album that we're working on and we're gonna put out because i think at the very beginning like when we wrote best buds and a lot of the earlier stuff that we did like i personally had a very like firm idea of what i wanted to do for everything in my head and i i like i didn't like micromanage but i was like i told i knew what i wanted for everything and like i had the final say and I was really like kind of the one like coming up with most of like the ideas of where should be where and there's like a really cool freedom when you like surround yourselves with musicians that are really talented which is like I feel like like our drummer Austin like our guitar player Bart like gave everybody they're all super good at their instruments and they all have really cool ideas and like really diverse and interesting music tastes and so like when you kind of let people like when you give the reins up to someone else for a little bit and let them drive you can come up with some really really cool stuff. Like, there's a couple of parts on the new record that are just, like, riffs that, like, Bart was throwing around that I thought were really, really cool and I didn't want to end up using. And it's just, like, you never know what's going to happen when someone just kind of takes things in their direction. Because, like, Austin and I have a pretty similar music taste Like, that's how we became friends. Like, we're into pretty similar bands. But, like, Bart and Gabe are both very different in the stuff that they like to listen to. Like, Bart's into, like, a lot heavier uh, music and Gabe's into, like, more indie rock stuff. And so, like, when you kind of let them do what feels natural to them, it comes out a little bit different, and the vibe's a little bit more, like, complex, and it feels like you have a little bit more of your own personality and a little bit more unique.
0: I guess to make it a little bit more relatable, it's uh, it's it's like making a song amongst several people is kind of like genetics. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, think about it. It's like yeah. all these different mindsets. Yeah. Mm-hmm i apologize Um, it cuts out whenever i speak i apologize but yeah it's like you know there's several different mindsets and several different genes coming together and they they always make this weird combination that just so happens to work out and it stays alive for the most part like most things that have genetics
1: (laughs) yeah and i think as long as there's like kind of like one unifying like force driving forward that kind of helps the song like move along is Like that's, that's exactly perfect. Like that's the way that songs should be written. And I think that there's a lot of bands that it is just one person doing everything and the music's fantastic and I wouldn't change anything. And there's a lot of other bands where the writing process is super collaborative. They write everything together and the music is amazing. And it just like, it kind of comes down to what works for you. And I think we've, we found what works for us pretty well. So.
0: Well, that's the hard part. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So um, you, you mentioned the word influence earlier. Who um, who did influence you, or unless they're local band names that I've never heard of? Um,
1: I mean, Just Band's the band that I mentioned earlier. Like, they're probably the single biggest influence on me, just because like that's how I got into DIY music in the first place. And just like the general vibe of like le- going to my first shows, like, and the people that I went to my first shows with, and just like learning what it's like being part of that world. Like, they're a huge influence on me because of that. I guess musically, like, a lot of the, which are, like, now bigger bands I used to listen to a lot are, like, Modern Baseball and Joyce Manor and Sorority Noise, um, you know, Foxing, like, a lot of the big, like, emo players, I guess, um, and I'm. it was more a combination of, like, kind of, like, those bands that I just mentioned, that was, that was, like, the kind of music that I wanted to play, I thought, and then Just Friends and all the bands that I knew locally and were friends with, like, growing up, the idea of trying to put those two things together and like write music that I liked and thought was cool, but play the shows that all my friends were playing and play the venues that all my friends were playing. And like, those are the two biggest things that influenced me at least a lot. I know Austin like listens to a lot of like transit and a lot of pop punk stuff. And Bart's more into um, like say anything is Bart's favorite band. Like, oh, really, oh, I like,
0: know we, them. Oh my God. Yeah, they like are... Bart, say anything is his favorite band in the whole world oh my Um, god they just make me laugh my ass off i love them
1: yeah but exactly and i mean it's like for me it was always bands that just didn't take themselves seriously and just like they tried to be themselves and they tried to just like not put on a facade or anything because at least my favorite thing is like when you see a band and it's like a shtick unless it's like a really good shtick like fucking blue man group or some shit like that like unless it's something like super shticky and like really well calculated and like put together like I think it's way more interesting to me and it's way easier for me to get into a band when I feel like people are just being themselves and when I feel like people are just you know being real because even then on top of it if you don't like a band's music you can still connect with them and you can still become friends with them and you can still build a relationship and like because that's what this whole like music thing for us at the end of the day is right it's just like a way to meet people it's a way to make friends it's it's a community to be a part of and I don't think there's any point in being in a band that thinks that you're too cool for anybody else, or being in a band that is hard to connect with, or feels like there's like distance between the audience and the band. It always felt the realest to me when a band could just like show up, set up their gear, play a great set, and you can just like go up and talk to them afterwards, and they're the same on stage as they are off, and they're the same kind of person whether you're having an interaction with them, just chilling out or whether you're watching them perform for a bunch of people and they're in the zone and like doing the rock star thing. And so, yeah, like all the bands that like I thought did that and like wanting to do that, that's how, like, that's my biggest influence is I just want to be like personable. I want to be approachable. I want to be, I want to make friends. Like that's what this whole thing is about is like, I just want to meet people and have fun and have good experiences. And it's way easier to do that. I think if you're just real with people,
0: yeah, I can't lie. It's something I've always wanted to do. Yeah. You, you don't make many friends being in the car business and uh, living as a, a voiceover behind a microphone in your room. It's just, <laughs> no one hears of you.
1: <laughs> Go to more shows and Make some make some friends that like the bands that you like.
0: Oh, man, I did it a couple times. I had the time of my life. Oh, uh, great. But I, I, like, mm, like, big concerts are cool and all, I got to say, like, you know, I've been to Disturbed and, you know, Five Figure Death <laughs> Bunch and all those big guys. But, like, there's, there's something different about showing up to, you know, a bar. You ask for – sorry, oh, there's a train going by right now. Um, okay. Yes, this is what I have to deal with as a voiceover. Can you believe it?
1: I can't really hear it that much, so it oh, must well, be worse for you.
0: <laughs> well, it's there for our listeners just so you know.
1: Great. Awesome.
0: Well, anyway, so, like, you know, picture this. and I'm sure you don't have to, but, you know, you walk up to a bar. You know, everyone's dressed in the most obscure thing you can possibly think of because it's Halloween. You get you, you ask for a shot, and they're like, "All right, two bucks." And you give them two bucks, and well, they poured you half the bottle and called it a shot, and now yeah. you can't get home, but you rock yeah. out for well, however much longer the show is. But oh my god, is it the most fun I've ever had? But you make you make yeah. crazy friends. Like I came, I'm also in the military currently, yeah. so um, I came across a green beret. After having said, you know, two dollar massive shot, and my God, the things he had to say—just just just chilling at the (laughs) show, someone I've never met.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, you meet the craziest people at shows, and it's kind of it's interesting because you meet people that otherwise you never would have found yourself in the same room as them, but you just happen to like the same band, and it's it's cool to like you end up making friends in like a bunch of different places, and at least for us, like traveling, playing shows, like you make. You make new friends in every city that you travel to, just talking about music and talking about bands that you like, which is pretty cool.
0: Yeah, yeah, that was really the whole thing. I mean, I mean, veterans have plenty of reasons to co- to connect. I mean, yeah. you know, we have VFWs that's... for reasons, but um, it it's different when you know you you show up to something that's relatively the complete opposite, and you still yeah, you're you're still, s- <laughs> still, you still <laughs> still find them. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, he was far from the only one. It's just That was just one example. That's the one that sticks out the most because his eyes were the widest when he spoke. Uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I've met people of all sorts of different walks of life and uh, had some of the coolest conversations ever because of those shows. Yeah, no, it's... It's, um... So, um, all right, so... So what do you guys get to bring to the table that other bands might not...
1: That's a hard question. Honestly, I don't I don't know. I don't know that we specifically bring anything to the table that any band doesn't already do. I think, you know, like music can get pretty superfluous over time and you can listen to so many bands over time that everything starts to kind of sound the same. And I don't think that like Mom Jeans is any exception to that. I'm sure there's plenty of people that listen to our band and it just like doesn't click for them. And it just doesn't, it's just not their thing. It's just not their vibe. They've just like heard too many bands that like try to sound the way that we try to sound or whatever. But my hope is that at least like if people come to see us at a show that it's like a fun environment where they feel safe and they feel like they can be themselves. And I think, you know, sometimes I don't know like how it is. I guess I like really, really, really big concerts because I don't like go to super big shows like that, you know, like thousands of people. But I feel like if you want to be a part of the music community and you're just somebody who goes to shows or even if you're in a band or whatever, like putting yourself in a situation where you're trying to meet other people or where you're trying to go out and, you know, be yourself and like wear your heart on your sleeve and make genuine connections. It's kind of scary to do that. And it takes a lot to I guess it, it could be produce a lot of like social anxiety of like oh like I'm gonna go this like am I gonna meet people like am I gonna have fun like are people gonna be nice to me like especially like at punk and rock shows too like am I gonna get hurt like are people gonna trample on me or like push me around in the pit like am I gonna get get kicked in the face by a crowd surfer like am I gonna have it like how how likely is it that my night's gonna get ruined if I just like go to this thing and I don't want anyone to ever feel like that's the case like when they come to see mom jeans I want them to feel like we respect them as much as they respect us, hopefully, and that there's like a mutual respect between like the bands playing the show and the people watching the show that are like we're all there for the same reason, we're just trying to listen to music, we're just trying to have a good time, we're just trying to make new friends and if everybody's respectful of each other and everybody like is aware of that, and again just just real like you know you don't show up, and there's all these people like you don't feel you have to dress a certain way or talk a certain way or act a certain way to fit in with all the other people that are at the show you don't feel that you have to do anything in particular like fit in quote unquote to be able to enjoy the music and be able to enjoy the show like whether you're super young like you're 13 or 14 and you want to come see us or you're like older you're in your 30s or your 40s or you're, you're a parent and you want to come see us like I totally want everyone to feel welcome at any given time to reach out and connect with us come to a show like reach out on Facebook like on Twitter say what's up say hi or anything like that like because I don't, I don't know that there's a lot of bands that like do that or actively. I'm sure that there's. That's not true. There's so many bands that cultivate like an amazing experience and an amazing atmosphere when you go to see them. And I want to do something like that. I want it to be like if people come to see us, it's not just, yeah, we showed up and they played for 40 minutes and then we went home. Like I want it to be an experience where people feel valued and they feel like being there in that moment is like something
0: special. So I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that um, the sense of community is the answer yeah yeah pretty much I mean I don't know it's
1: like nothing is worse than like being excited to see a band that you like or being excited to see a band that you think you might like and not having a great experience for any reason whether it's the band not playing well or whether it's the band being jerks or whether it's other people at the show being jerks and not being respectful it really doesn't take a lot and I don't I just always want people to feel like when they show up at their time and their energy that they're you know contributing to us is being valued and they feel that you know like they have they have a right to have a good time and they have a right to feel safe and they have a right to um you know not have any drunk assholes like ruin their night for the most part and so we tend to i don't know just like try and be approachable and try and be real and if anybody's uncomfortable for anybody or any reason or anything's happening that people don't like they can just talk to us about it and we can sort it out and make sure it doesn't happen next time
0: yeah it it does happen i'm i will say though that all the other communities like punk and heavy metal, they do have funny ways of policing themselves when people yeah. step way out of line. Because the thing is like mm-hmm. over there, they welcome roughhousing. I will definitely yeah. say that that is, that is the case. But um, yeah. there is a point where it's purposeful to start fights and they're very well policed by themselves.
1: Yeah, and so, I mean, like you have to, I think when you're a showgoer, you have to really read the room. I think that's a responsibility that you have. And it's like, you have to look at the people that are around you. And if, if everybody there is like trying to crowd surf and go super crazy and jump up and down and mosh and push into each other, then like (laughs) go crazy, like, like mosh your heart out, like do whatever you want, like have a great time. But if you're the only person doing that, or you're like trying to crowd kill at like an emo show and like some solo artist is playing acoustic guitar, like you need to check yourself and you need to chill because it's like at that people making it about them, you know what I mean? It's making it about them having a good time and not everybody having a good
0: time. That's actually a fantastic way to put it yeah um well I, that I guess that's just what happens when there's no sense of community within a listener, huh? yeah, oh, what can you do yeah, but um, so did you all teach yourself how to play musical instruments or did you take lessons at all?
1: um, so all of us like had like musical educations like in school and stuff like i was I was a total like straight up band nerd all the way through high school uh. so so were austin and gabe i believe like gabe was in orchestra austin was in jazz band and stuff so i mean like i took i took trombone lessons um for a super super long time austin took drum lessons for a long time um so like music has always been like a very vivid part of our education um but at least i think i would say that like yeah when it comes to the style of music that we play like we're definitely self-taught i mean like as far as playing guitar goes like Bart is totally self-taught and he's just, he's a shredder because he practices and he shreds and Gabe, you know, like he learned how to play like upright string bass, like an orchestra and stuff, but being an electric bass player is very, very different. And I feel like he's just kind of like learned how to play the instrument. And I personally, definitely like, I never took guitar lessons or anything. Like I did when I was really young when I was like seven or eight, just like how to play basic chords and stuff like that. But I've never taken like, like shredder guitar lessons or anything like that. It's just kind of been like figuring out what works for us. And I don't know, just, feels like kind of our style like we just like figure out what works for us and what we think is is comfortable and what works out so we're kind of like half we've been we've been eased along we've definitely been like nurtured and like helped and we kind of like on the other half of that have you know like kind
0: of followed along on our own well i have a confession to make um yeah. so you were in jazz band right if i heard that yeah. correctly yeah um i was in uh the select choir in high school
1: oh that's awesome i was in choir in high school too yeah (laughs) how about that no i mean like music was a huge part of my education and like being in like band is probably the only thing that kept me like actually going to school every day (laughs) so i'll i'll totally like uh credit like music and taking trombone lessons and stuff with like me being a cohesive and like Competent person today. And, Take like, that into
0: consideration next time you consider a budget cut.
1: Yeah, for real. Actually, I mean, it's such a huge part. It was such a huge part of my upbringing, and I mean, my parents definitely would have been able, wouldn't have been able to invest like the same amount of like time and education that they did in me without the help of like public school and stuff. So,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just got to make it as well-rounded as humanly possible. But you can't forget yeah. to teach taxes either. My God, I can't believe they don't no, do that yeah. so. <laughs> Uh, but um yeah no I, um, I was actually uh, funny enough the only bass that they had seen in five years
1: oh yeah totally that's always how it is they're always trying to find a bass for orchestra
0: bass voices I, I'm
1: not a true bass I'm a baritone so it was, I'd, I had to stretch
0: it hurts doesn't me. it yeah it's not fun as, as a high schooler who's just you know your balls just dropped give me a minute here <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh man yeah no man i just want to i want to sing some melodies for once why do, why do i got to play the why do i got to sing the bass part every single time An
0: old winter song or what have you I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't, I, i'm purposely exaggerating how dumb it sounds when you're bass because it, <laughs> no, it does
1: sound out like of being when you're in a choir that's what it sounds like
0: god it's literally my job to stand here stick out my chest as far as humanly possible and reach down into my diaphragm and just make sounds yeah, <laughs> it's, 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 it's I, like you said. It's like I just want to sing a melody, man. Give me a solo. I, I can do things, man. Yeah. Uh, Digital. Oh, that, yeah, that's funny. It, it's true. Um. <laughs> so anyway, um, all this talk of strong sense of community, all that good stuff. Every every single reason to pay a couple bucks to go to a show. What has been mm-hmm. the best moment since your band has been established?
1: I mean, there's. There's been a lot honestly, like kind of too many to count. It's hard to pinpoint like a best moment because I feel like we're we're still growing and we're still kind of trying to figure out like how to reach our full potential, I guess and like really see um you know how big of shows we can play or like how big of a tour we could pull off um I would say that like fest this year was really cool. We like played the fest down in Florida and that was like really awesome. Just like getting to be there for like that big event. And we wanted to go for like years and we finally got to go and play. And there was a very like cool feeling just being there like in Florida, like super far away from home, but like with all our friends in one place. And just like, it's kind of crazy sometimes. Like we, we've been desensitized cause we've toured so much and like been all over the country in our van and, you like kind of forget how crazy it is that like we get to do what we get to do and like stopping yourself and like looking around like at fest this year was kind of like, damn, like I'm here with all my friends.
0: Yeah. You got to pinch yourself every now and then. Right.
1: Yeah, exactly. You got to like look around and be like, I mean, 15 year old me like heard that I would be getting to do this. Like he would be stoked. You know what I mean? Like it's very cool. And I mean, like, like I said, when we started the band, we just wanted to play shows and, like rock out in the basement, like with our friends. And so the fact that we get to do, what we get to do now is, is it's incredible. And we're, we're grateful every minute of every day for it. Just cause it's like, it's everything that the band has done, like beyond putting out one record and going on one tour has surpassed like all of our expectations.
0: Yeah, no. So I, I absolutely, yeah, I feel that <laughs> I don't have much to say. Cause I, I don't, I've never felt such a sensation. Like I did some talent shows on the piano once and that was just about it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, do you guys have any future plans to tour? I mean, I guess it's kind of a rhetorical question, but yeah. What, what's yeah, next, man?
1: We're flying out to Michigan in May to play Bloodfest, which is going to be really cool. I'm really excited about that. Um, just because it's a, another big fest that like I've grown up like seeing pictures from, and I want to like go there and experience it because I think it's a really cool like weekend and way for people to meet each other. And then we're kind of taking a break, uh, from touring for a little while. Just because like we're we're making a new album and we're trying to get it out um by this summer by like July and so there's just like a lot of like recording work and like finishing up everything that comes with like making and releasing a record um so we don't really like have time to do that and be on the road at the same time besides we've like we've toured so much in the last year we've done like three or four full US tours in the last year and I think that there's plenty of other bands that like people want to go and see and it's like totally fine for us to like take a break and kind of chill and just focus on writing a cool record. And then hopefully we'll be hitting the road again, uh, like late summer, early fall. Um, with like a bunch of our friends, like I'm putting a tour package together that I'm really excited about. Uh, like I'm just, I'm really stoked. It's gonna be like all our friends, just like on tour together, just like hanging out with a band. So I think it's going to be really, really fun. And I'm hoping like people want to come and see because all the bands that we're going to be touring with are, are phenomenal. Fans. And I think even if they don't want to see us, they don't care about seeing mom jeans like that's fine, but you're gonna have to come and see like all the other bands that we're playing with. Cause they're the best. So.
0: Yeah. No, I mean, I'm out of the military in a couple months and I was thinking about running around at some festivals, taking a vacation. It's, mm-hmm. I haven't had a vacation in a very long time. Good. <laughs> yeah, dude. So, um, it's so now for the more fun stuff. Um, is there a story behind the song, Edward 40 hands? I mean, like, have you heard, have you played the game Edward Forty Hands? I have not. I the first thing I thought of was Charlie Forty Hands in Hollywood Undead.
1: Okay, no, there's like, so there's this game that you play called Edward Forty Hands, where you take like a forty of beer, and you duct tape one to each of your hands, oh and you God. can't unduct tape, then you can't unduct tape the bottle from your hands until both of the forties are empty, and so you're just like you're just like it's asking to cut your hands, but you're just. Walking around with like these giant glass bottles. On. It's something we used to do at college a lot, and it was really fun. And I don't know, just like I like I like funny song titles a lot. I think like song titles are kind of arbitrary sometimes. And it's like I don't know, there's so many like bands where like you you play their song, and it's like the title of the song is like one of the first like five words that they say.
0: Oh, it's like, clickbait. In the, it's just, totally clickbait.
1: That's so boring, and it's like I don't know, it's kind of lazy, and I think it's just like I don't know, like. Again, kind of with the songwriting thing, like you can do whatever. You can call a song whatever you want, as long as it's like not something offensive. Like you can name a song like whatever you want and call it that. And so that's why we do that. It's just like name songs after stuff that we think are funny. And like Edward Forty is just a fun, it's a funny premise. It's a funny idea. And if people know about the game, I think it makes them laugh.
0: Well, speaking of which, who comes up with the names for songs? Is that is that you? I usually do. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. We're all just like. Like we all like
1: memes and we're just like kind of goofy, jokey people. If you haven't like figured we, that already, we all like uh, we memes. All, we like to joke around a lot. We like memes a lot, and oh, I, was I, about I don't to know. Say. Like song names are kind of a meme in themselves, and I like using that to its full potential. And I don't know. I think if if nothing else, if someone can look at our band and hate all the music, at least they can look at the song title and be like, "Oh, that made me laugh." that's kind of
0: funny yeah that's funny. It's me me and my girlfriend have like a daily quota that we're supposed to fulfill for a meme tagging i believe you yeah know.
1: <laughs> that's awesome but yeah also i think it's funny if you have like a really good song with just a really stupid name i think it bums people out in the weirdest way because they they really like a song and they're just like man why is this song such a stupid name i feel like tell people that i like the song called this
0: Dude, same thing with the
1: band, like they have to tell people they like a band called Mom Jeans. Like that's pretty funny. Like that sucks to have to do that.
0: Dude, like who cares? I mean, we're all here to do the same thing anyway, to get to get lit like out of our minds. So look it's only fitting. I think it's great. Yeah. So um is there a location you really want to play over and over again? Over and over or, or over, over and over. over, and over over any other i'll say instead
1: uh, oh there's like like top place we want to play basically yeah yeah, we'll, we'll <laughs> yeah, say yeah. Um, i we really want to go to the uk really badly just because there's been a lot of people like reaching out and asking us to come over and play a show there so i'd really like to get over to like the uk and play like some shows in england and some shows in like ireland and scotland i think that'd be really really cool i've only been to europe like one time uh like as like an end of high school, like, oh, okay, like have fun kind of trip. And it was a really neat experience. And I think getting to go to like a foreign country, like with your band is just like a, a once in a lifetime experience to get to do that. So I'd really like to go to the UK and I'd also really like to go to Japan and really like to go to Hawaii. I've never been to Hawaii before, like ever and so like getting again getting to play there and like play shows there would be awesome and then i've been to japan once and it was like really really cool and i'd love to go back there and play shows just because again like going back to the community thing it's like i'd like to experience and i'd like to see and i'd like to make friends in those places and i want to see like what a show's like in hawaii or what a show's like in the uk or what a show's like in japan and just like be there and be in that moment and be part of that experience would be really cool
0: yeah the, i was not expecting an answer like that i was expecting some sort of D- domestic i don't know domestic house that everyone's heard of i don't know <laughs> uk huh
1: no like a venue i mean i
0: guess like i can't really like it'd
1: be if we ever got to play a house of blues like that'd be <laughs> that'd be crazy like that'd be really funny if we ever got to play a house of blues or ever got to play like like one of the greek theaters like which are like the big outside stadium like type venues like there's one in northern california and one in la like getting to play one of those would be crazy but I don't know. I'd rather go to like a foreign I'd rather play a tiny show like out in the middle of like a foreign country that I've like never been to before and like make some friends and like meet some really cool people than I guess like play like a gigantic show in front of thousands of people in my hometown. Like, I'd much rather do the the first one.
0: Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. It it fits with the whole theme of the whole interview. Keep it small, <laughs> keep it close, keep it communal. Yeah. Unless the community just so happens to get really big. I mean, that's nice too.
1: Yeah, and I mean, I mean, that's the coolest part is that, like, the community is really big. Like, you can go to Philly and, like, meet people that like the same bands. You can go to New York and go across the country. You can go to Canada. Like, we've gone to Canada and played shows in Toronto. And it's just, like, it's wild how, how close you are to home when you're really, really far away from home. And that's, like, the coolest part about all of it.
0: But, like, I, yeah. I, I feel the weight of what you're saying right now because, you know, you just said – You know, you you can go to other places and find people who like the same bands you do. Remember, listeners, we're not talking about mainstream bands here. Like when we say sense of community with local bands, it's a big deal, you know? Oh,
1: totally. I mean, like I could I could rattle off an endless list of bands that I think are awesome that like kids who go to shows and are involved in that community like are part of. And that's the and there's there's just something so cool and so unique how it's. How it's so big, but it's so word of mouth and just like it's experience based and if you're and if you're about the same shit that everybody's about and like you're a nice person and you feel you have something to contribute to the scene and you feel like you know you just want to be a part of it, like that's enough, just wanting to be a part of it and wanting to you know feel something good and feel like you're part of something positive is that's you're there that's it you're good, you're in welcome to the club
0: there you go and that's so awesome that's pretty easy initiation at least. Just you know. yeah I like to think so <laughs> so um I guess uh in conclusion how would you describe your music that's pretty oh that's
1: pretty broad I guess like we're just we're just a rock and roll band and we just like having fun I think that's the biggest theme like if you listen to our music hopefully the fact that we enjoy ourselves and that we uh take um enjoyment and like put care into the process of like creating music and playing it. If you come see us play live, hopefully you can see like on our faces that we love playing music together and that we love like doing what we do. And I guess we're just, we're just a band that likes having fun. And if you like having fun and you're a cool person then like, let's hang out and let's have fun together. And that's,
0: that's about it. Like let's just, let's fucking party. You're going to have to come to new England. Oh, we've been in New England
1: and it's a it's a ruckus every time we do. I love playing New England, love playing Boston, love playing New Jersey.
0: And it's cause everybody here drinks really hard. Yeah. <laughs> and that uh, unique substance that you mentioned earlier is like is pretty much legal in every single corner of these states now. All of them. Pretty
1: much. Same so, here in Cali, baby. It's it's great.
0: Yeah. All except New Hampshire, but they're not too short behind. You'll get All there. Except New Hampshire.
1: Live free or die.
0: Oh yeah, you remember, didn't you? <laughs> Oh,
1: that's the most badass license plate I've ever seen in my life is the New Hampshire ones. They yes. just say live, fear, die on them? And I thought that was hella savage.
0: It is, dude. And, and dude, they're this close, man. But, um, anyway, that's a unique way to wrap up the show. But, hey, I mean, we are talking about local shows here. Deal yeah. with it, listeners. <laughs> anyway, so, um, I guess that just about wraps it up. Cool. So, um, i guess uh eric butler i will say I, you've been fantastic i wish you the best of luck and when you do come up to sure. new england please let my producer know at the very least if you don't know where to find me because this is kind of the the podcast uh skype channel please let me yeah. know thank you for listening to this episode of crafty the show is hosted by me nick Dole, and produced by eric lambiassi We strive to share the experiences of amazing people that we might know and definitely love. Listen again in two weeks and stay crafty.